Hey, everybody. Welcome to Leadership Matters. You're here with Phil Shields and Kelly Thomas. Hey, guys. Today, we are jumping into episode three, and we are going to be talking about soul care. And so at the time of this recording, we are about seven and a half months into this new reality of COVID and what that means. And so I thought I wanted to start, Kelly, I want to ask you, in these seven and a half months, what has been your favorite thing to do in the season of COVID? Wow, good question, because I feel like the answer changes with all of the seasons, and that's kind of what you get when you do it for seven and a half months. So in the spring, I became a semi-professional photographer. (laughs) And every time I took my dog for a walk, I started capturing signs of life on the walk path and where the trees were budding and where the flowers were starting to poke through and the grass was turning greener and greener. And, you know, just what I noticed about that, I'm a terrible photographer, by the way, but what I noticed about that is I was actually paying attention to the blooming of life and Mm. that things are coming back and that God is still on his throne. And I don't want to over spiritualize it, but it really spoke to my soul. And I was doing that early on and even in the early summer a little bit, you know, because it keeps going that way. And then things got busier in the summer, late summer, and it's just so hot. And I prefer air conditioning to my nature walks (laughs) in August. Um, And then to be honest, um, I'm kind of back to my the beauty thing again. Mm-hmm. So what I'm noticing is I'm a woman who is wired the way John Ortberg talks about that nature speaks to my soul yeah. and I hear God in it. So that's for me. That's Long answer. Awesome. How about yeah. you? Yeah. You know, this has been an interesting season, but I think one of the things I would say the blessing of this season has been I have golfed more this season any other season of my life. I'm still not that good, but I've been outside. And that has also meant that uh, we've been really focused on more time with extended family. So whether that's time with my brother, that has been a huge blessing, or my nieces and nephews, and just having time together as extended family has been really good. And then here's probably the downfall for me has become that I have turned into a YouTube addict. And so I will just watch YouTube videos on everything. And some of those are really good. And some of them are like, these are the dumbest videos I've ever seen in my life. But that's what I've just really enjoyed during this season. And, uh, but, and those are things that weren't really happening before this. I think it's interesting that both of us found something that brings, you use the word joy. Yeah to our souls, you know, and and we can find that in the middle of it. Now, I will tell you that when my husband hears this, he's going to be super jealous (laughs) over the whole golf thing, but I went out with him once. So that was good. Yeah. All right. Well, good. It it was good. But as we kind of move into this, we're going to be talking about soul care. And I think uh, one of the things I was thinking about was why has this season been really tough? And I don't know about you, but I think about what has happened in our world. And one of those things that I would say is that this has been a big shift in uh, how our lives are lived. 
And so for me, one of the, or actually two things that I was thinking about was that I think the way that we relate to other people has radically changed, meaning that we're spending more time trying to relate to people on screens rather than in person. Um, or it's having a face mask so you can't see facial expressions, mm-hmm. you can't do any of that. But also that our boundaries uh, have changed. They, it's changed uh, not just physically, but it's changed us and who we are. And so I think when we start looking at soul care, it means that even the boundaries within ourselves has, have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you relate to some of that, but that's, that's kind of how I've been looking at some of the problems that I see us facing. I think so. I I think of it this way too, and I do think it's just a different way of saying what you were mm-hmm. saying, is that in a time where there are so many stressors, and there's new stressors um, than what most of us have ever experienced before, and uh, when there's additional stress on our lives, I do think that our own capacities and limitations are... Uh, tweaked and or revealed that's a better word they're revealed and then we start to see things in ourselves if we're paying attention that maybe god is going hey this is what i want you to pay attention to right now yeah that's good so well jumping into this uh we were talking through uh, what do leaders need and leadership matters and the care for ourselves and all of that comes up when we talk about leaders. And so I want to ask you a couple questions. And when we start thinking about this, what, um, when it comes to soul care, what do we as leaders need to think about uh, when it comes to just our own soul care as leaders? What do you think on that? Well, I think we need to pay attention to the inner world, um, not to like say the most obvious thing (laughs) that everybody's like, well, duh. (laughs) But I think truthfully, when we um, power through and there's a lot that's got to be done because there's responsibility that comes with leadership there's the burden that comes with leadership there's a demand for sacrifice in leadership and all of that is servant leadership that we see in our savior jesus christ and yet we are not god yeah and we have these human capacities and you know we have a lot of things that we need to be paying attention to along the way and if we just keep powering through we probably are going to miss a big part of what God intended for us in our leadership rather than just what he requires um, from us in leadership. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think we should be starting to kind of put into our lives or maybe go even go back to? I would imagine some of our leaders Mm -hmm. um, are going, what are the things I need to get back to? So what would you say on that? Well, I think one of them that I have noticed, and I I sat in on a webinar during the earlier days of COVID, and it was like water to my soul, my dry, dry soul, to be honest, and different things. It was really on this idea of soul care, and it was encouraging me first, and it was talking about the ways that um, messages get revealed from the inside of us. And one of the things that was said by the speaker was, what are you noticing 
that is a problem? Mm. Are you paying attention to um, something that isn't quite right? Okay. And I think when we're busy and we're mustering through, you don't pay attention to that little thing, yeah. that little voice. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you have things to get done. Yeah. And yet, I do think that we need to get back to paying attention. You kind of touched on it in self-awareness mm. in one of our yeah. first podcasts. Yeah. Um, but it's a little more than just self-awareness. It's actually sitting in it. So I would say um, <laughs> the first thing I want to say, I have to lead with a confession. Mm -hmm. I know this to be a requirement for our souls because I know it is a requirement for my soul. Yeah. And I neglect it routinely and I pay the price. And when I don't neglect it, I'm a different woman. Mm. I really am. And that is giving space, making space, creating space for a lot of different things like silent, yeah. stillness, quiet, solitude. Without without any of those, you can't contemplate when it's noisy inside. Um, and I, I do think that... You know, it's possible to be living alone right now in your house or your apartment and still never really experience stillness. It's possible to have a very little activity going on yeah. and still never experience quiet yeah. or solitude. And God speaks in those things. And I think they're important for our souls. And I bet a lot of our leaders are listening to this and they're going, oh, yeah, I, I think that's what's next for me, too. Yeah, that it reminds me of Elijah when he flees and he goes into the rock crevice. Oh, yeah. And it's where the one place he was in the midst of all the loud and um, God declaring in many ways who he was. And then he goes to the rock crevice and it's in a whisper that God comes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just so good to be reminded that we need that time for silence so that we can hear that still small voice. It's so good. Right. So I think, you know, silence is probably that um, starting point. But what else do you kind of think for us to be caring for ourselves before we can actually lead and care for others? What are some other things that you've kind of been seeing pop up? Um, I think another thing that we can do, and for a lot of our le our leaders who are listening to this, this should sound very, very familiar, because a lot of this is taken from what we call RPMs, mm -hmm. RPMS, and um, it's the way to have a relational um, leadership interaction with your coach or someone you're yeah. leading. Um, or somebody that you're even leading in your group. Um, so they should sound familiar from that. But I think the other one is physical health. So I'm not going to rat out any names, but I was on a call this week with a lot of my coaches, and one of my coaches shared that there were two months in the summer where she was barely getting more than two hours of sleep a night. Wow. And I start, we, like the girls, when she shared it, the friends on the team, the sisters in Christ on the team, start 
kind of like dogpiling in the best kind of way to care for her and love on her and talk to her. And um, you just realize when we're not when we're not experiencing taking care of our physical health in the ways that we can, our capacities are limited. Um, our perspectives are limited. Um, the ways that we can pay attention to just our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so important. So I think you got to pay attention. Um, like I said, August is brutal for me. Mm-hmm. So I did. I kind of stopped moving. And I think you got to ask yourself these questions. When I care for myself physically, what is it? Am I sleeping well? Am I moving? You know, think about it. Moving, our bodies were made to move. We are, it circulates our blood. It flows the oxygen through our bodies. And God made these bodies in incredible ways, and they were supposed to do that. If we've become sedentary and COVID can make that happen, I, I think that we got to pay attention to that as leaders. And then, you know, as that happens to us personally, then we can then care for the flock and make sure that they are doing it as well. You and I were talking earlier and I thought one of the beautiful things about movement is that it moves me literally physically and it changes my location, which changes my perception, which changes my perspective. And those are just some other kinds of ways that we get impacted in a really great way when we take care of ourselves. Yeah. That's good. So thinking of silence first and then this aspect of movement. And then um, we've had things shift even in our own lives. And so I think um, we are no different than many other leaders that we get the opportunity to work with. And so what do you think that that third thing that you and I have talked about uh, in our own lives, but what do you think that third thing of us caring for ourselves and our soul care as leaders should be? Well, I kind of touched on it because I feel like what I did on my first answer was blend question two and Mm -hmm. question three. Um, Sorry about that. But it's so important because I think that what I'm observing in everybody from me to my children, my adult children, to my husband, to our staff, to all the people that we're interacting with, there is so much required of us to have a healthy work and life balance Mm -hmm. because the demands are astronomical. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who e-learning falls on within all of our households, but most of our families have been doing some version of e-learning. And e-learning takes whatever you have to do in the rest of your day already to a whole other level. And I don't know how... If you're a parent with kids doing that, you get away. There's no balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's just one example. And I do think that businesses are being stressed. Many businesses are being Mm -hmm. stressed. And when a business is stressed, they usually pass on that stress to their employees. And then as an employee, you either maybe feel so responsible that you dial it up and so that you can carry part of that load because you have so much responsibility in you or it's just hoisted upon you in a very unfair kind of way and I think whatever it is you you know what it is when you're out of balance because it starts to impact you in in all kinds of ways yeah but you're never going to get back on balance without 
choosing to make some changes. So I think what we have to do is look at what our options are Mm -hmm. and make really good, healthy decisions. And a lot of that is hard to do just in your own headspace. Because like I said earlier, our only perspective is our perspective. So I think processing with a trusted friend or advisor or a coach or a pastor or your spouse or whoever to be able to say, do you see this the way that I see it? And what am I missing? Um, And get some input that way. Yeah. It's a season where I think uh, we've never seen work invade the home life like it did and is doing right now. And so it's so important to bring that balance in. That's so true, Phil, because you just don't get away from it. Yeah. And it's so easy to continue going in there. Well, I think out of this, there's some things that we can do as leaders to apply to our life. And so here's just a a couple thoughts here as we have talked about silence and movement and this work-life balance. As you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, these are things that for me, I have to, um, to some degree schedule. Like it's just so easy for me when I'm working from my home office to just get out of bed and move right in there and start doing anything without saying, nope, for this set amount of time, I'm going to have some silence or I'm going to go for a walk or, or this is when I'm, you know, shutting everything down. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, it's taking those small steps of either saying, I'm going to get up a little earlier to have the silence, or I'm going to set that up. But Mm -hmm. I would also say one of the application things of implementing this is having this be part of normal conversation. Mm-hmm. Asking a friend, asking the people in your group as a as a leader, um, those that follow you, asking them, how are you maintaining in these areas of silence, movement, and balance? Where where are you at in those? What what are some things that you would say? For me, like, what do you mean? Of uh, just to apply this. Oh, to apply it. I think that even if you hate the idea of silence, at least sit with yourself long enough in some kind of stillness to invite the Holy Spirit to show you what is applicable here. And I promise you, he will. He really will. And I was listening to a speaker, I think even today, who said, you need to create some space for your brain to percolate. Mm. It was a very like old school kind of picture. Yeah. But yet it's true. I mean, how many of us stand around the coffee maker like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And now they make those coffee pots so you can just pull them out and like stick your cup in the stream of it because nobody wants to wait. But that is kind of my point. At least sit long enough to think about this stuff and see what just even one. If you don't do all three, then so be it. But find one of them. Yeah, that's great. One of the the greatest leader of all time, Jesus, spent time in silence. He moved a lot uh, with his disciples, and he seemed to always have that work-life balance of, I'm dealing with somebody now, but hey, this party's happening, and I'm going to celebrate with this these people over here as well, and just having that, that joy. And so we want to encourage you as leaders to uh, just take a step this week to provide some soul care for yourself so that you can continue to lead others 
uh, in this very same thing. I want to encourage you, um, if you have not heard the other episodes, go back and, and take a listen so that we can continue to grow as leaders uh, here together. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to share uh, here, Kelly? You know, there's all kinds of resources for sure. I just shared with you that I was doing a webinar, but I really value the book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. And there are all kinds. So it would be interesting to see people um, email you or me with other wonderful resources and we can find ways to share that. But I would even suggest that as just a resource to think about. That's great. Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for joining us in this discussion. We're so thankful for your leadership. And don't ever forget that your leadership matters. See you next time. Bye. Bye.